baseball fans, welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. Today's date is February 3rd, 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording it. Today I'm outside in a night where it was kind of drizzling, and now it's stopped here in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. I love nights like this. I really, really love nights like this. It feels, you know, I mean, California's great, and it's, it's the great weather and everything, but this really feels a night like this where it's a little chilly, it's a little damp, it rained pretty hard, just a little bit ago, and it just feels like the Northwest. And I, you know what? It's just, I know I can't shut up about it, but man, I would, I would love to be a resident of the Pacific Northwest. That's where I would love to be. But that's neither here nor there. I, I want to talk about something because I realized that in one aspect of my life, I was doing something that I laugh at and mock on this podcast, you know, excessively. And it is a, you know, it is, it's about nostalgia. And that I realized that I was part of a nostalgic movement that if it was happening in baseball, I would be very critical of it. And I was doing it on another topic. And I, I realized that I made a connection between how my kids feel about something and how I feel about something. And realizing that, do you know what? This is nostalgia kicking me in the butt. And that I, I'm as guilty of something that I, is uh, in my crosshairs of mockery. And I'm guilty of it. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Star Wars. Now, I grew up in the time, the best time in the, in, in the history of the planet, our planet, not Tatooine, to be introduced to Star Wars, in my humble opinion. I was five years old when the first Star Wars film came out. It was called Star Wars. And when you're five years, five, six years old, that film overwhelms you. You're like, oh my God, this is it. This is what I'm going to be thinking about the rest of my life. Then Empire Strikes Back came out when I was in the third grade. And all of a sudden, the, the summers of 1980, 81, 82, and the spring of 1983, those years... The summer times, but also you know, also Christmas time. Those whole years were spent waiting for Return of the Jedi. Three damn years waiting for Return of the Jedi. And we went to see it finally at Chestnut Hill Mall, and I was in the fifth grade. I mean, those are the those are years when you're playing with toys. And it was peak toy playing time. And I fell in love with Star Wars in that way. Now, of course, I kept my love of Star Wars all the way through college and everything. I waited in line dutifully for The Phantom Menace. And, um, and I was in Phantom Menace denial. 
when I saw it, I couldn't admit it was bad. Because I'd waited for so long, how could it be bad? Until eventually I realized, actually, it was kind of bad. And I thought Attack of the Clones was worse. I thought that was the worst of the Star Wars prequels. And then I thought Revenge of the Sith, which was, yeah. Yeah, I just, I thought it was a big old nothing. And I, you know what, I didn't even wait to, I, I, I didn't even go see it with a big crowd. It had been out for months. And I was tempted to just not see it. And I saw it in practically an empty movie theater. And I was like, nah, there it is. I saw it. And it sucked. And I just was so angry at these movies that they seemed artificial that they seemed plastic. They didn't have the heart, the soul. That when I went to see Star Wars films, those were Star Wars films. Not this new crap and fangled CGI that we had stop motion. We had actors, not on a green screen. It was real and it felt visceral. Are you seeing where I'm taking this? Well, my sons have gotten into Star Wars big time. I couldn't get them into baseball, but they're big time into Star Wars. And at one point I realized something. They like Star Wars. They like Empire. They like Return of the Jedi. But they really like the prequels. They really dig Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And they seemed somewhat stunned when they found out that I did not care for the films, especially Attack of the Clones. I couldn't figure out why I didn't like it. I said, no, I don't, I don't like them. I don't like them. And they, they try to explain to me why they're good and why they like them. My son Maddie likes Jar Jar Binks, which is like saying, I like poop. I mean, you hear that, like, what do you mean you like Jar Jar Binks? That, that, that represents everything bad. He said, I like him. I like him. And he likes the stuff that he likes the scenes that I don't like. He likes the characters that I don't like. And I'm sitting there, what are you talking about? This is, this is terrible. Not like the stuff that I saw. What I saw was great. And so there's this wave of Star Wars nostalgia that has come about over the last bunch of years. We've had each of the last two Christmases, there have been a new Star Wars film each year. And there is a wonderful, wonderful animated series called Star Wars Rebels, of which I watch with my boys. And the boys really like the show, and I really like the show. It's fantastic. And so I was really excited, not this Christmas, but the previous Christmas, that I was going to go see The Force Awakens with my kids. And my brother, and that's his, his Christmas present, is he's going to take his two nephews, he's going to take me, my wife, my mother and father, who took us to see Return of the Jedi at Chestnut Hill Mall. We were going to share this feeling. We heard all these great things that it's, it's like the old Star Wars. And it's got new characters and old characters and it's nostalgic but fun and it's not all CGI and it's practical we went to see it and I liked it I didn't think it was perfect but I felt like a good solid Star Wars nostalgic feel to it and everything and when it was over we walked out and said that was fun and my dad was like yeah that was great and I looked over at my son Aiden 
And I said, what did you think of the movie? Thinking that I had just experienced this wonderful bonding moment over a Star Wars movie that felt more like the films that I saw. And you know what my son Aiden said? I've seen better. He was, he was like, eh, I've seen better. And my son Maddie was like, eh, it was okay. And for a while, they would get really upset. Like, we'd go to the toy store and said, everything's Force Awakens. They never have anything about the prequels. It's always Force Awakens. Force Awakens, Force Awakens. Said, That's odd. And at one point, I even heard them, someone advice said, we're going to watch, like a friend came over and said, I want to watch Force Awakens. And they're like, I don't like that movie. Now, eventually, they, they saw it again with me. They said, that was better than I thought, but they would much rather watch Phantom Menace. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And the same thing when I showed them Rogue One. They're like, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. I don't think I, and, and my son Aiden said, I don't think I need to see that movie again. And it really perplexed me. And then I started thinking about it in baseball terms. And it started to make sense to me. That for me... I was clinging to the feeling of discovering Star Wars and having it unfold. For my boys, they connected more with the prequels, which for me sounded insane. But I thought of myself in a baseball context. I came of age in baseball in the late 70s, early 80s. That same time Star Wars was kicking in. And I think about the baseball that first affected me and first drew me into it. and it was the age of plastic grass cookie cutter ballparks I have no memory of baseball in Brooklyn or in the polo grounds I don't remember baseball not being in Toronto or Seattle I have no memory of baseball not having free agency I have no memory of baseball not having divisional play and playoffs. I have no memory of, of a baseball before there was AstroTurf and a designated hitter. And yet I fell in love with baseball. I fell in love with it. Not the game with kids looking through the knothole. I fell in love with color TV baseball. And uniforms that were pullover, pullover polyester uniforms. I wanted those uniforms. I had a bunch of those uniforms. They were bright. They were colorful. They looked awesome. I looked at the Houston Astros uniform with the orange stripes, the, the tequila sunrise, the, the yellow uniforms that the Pittsburgh Pirates wore. I remember the Oakland A's green uniform was one of the most beautiful things I had ever seen. And we went to Fenway Park growing up, but I remember being blown away by Shea. Look at Shea Stadium. It's huge. It's gigantic. And that made a bigger impression on me than Fenway Park. And if I had said that, and I had said that these were the players that I grew up watching. This was the type of baseball that I grew up watching. And that era and that kind of baseball has been disparaged constantly. 
when you watch any like documentary the history of baseball you know any nostalgia for the history of baseball it's always going to be and i did a whole video on this it's always going to be for that post world war 2 baby boomer love of you know the polo grounds Abbott's field shy park and you know all these old time uniforms and eventually the uniforms and everything started to become more traditional looking. Even the A's had a more button-down look. The Pirates had a more button-down look. The Astros had a more button-down look. So did the San Diego Padres, who to ditched the yellow and brown uniforms for more stately uniforms. You know, the, the Astros went back to traditional uniforms that they never had. And you saw that all the cookie-cutter parks, all the circular parks... The only, um, the only multi-purpose stadiums still in use are the, the Oakland Coliseum, which can't get torn down fast enough, and the Toronto Sky Dome or Rogers Center, whatever the hell it's called now. And I look back when I see clips of baseball from the 70s, and I read Dan Epstein's great books like Stars and Strikes and Big Hairs and Plastic Grass, and I'm doing this research for my 1972 sports, you know, baseball book, and, and seeing the, the circular stadiums, and seeing the great games that were played at the Vet, at Three River Stadium, at Riverfront Stadium, at Bush Stadium, the Henry Aaron home run in Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. And constantly... When we started being pushed towards nostalgia and Camden Yards, which was great, you know, but like soon every team had to have a Camden Yards. Soon every team had to go have a traditional look to it to the point where it's tough to tell the difference between the new St. Louis Park, the new Philadelphia Park, the new Washington Park, Coors Field, Progressive Field. They all start to look alike now. These faux... Um, traditional ballparks. And you kind of wish that the new St. Louis... I wish that St. Louis kept Bush Stadium. Because so many great memories were in that circular donut. I wish Philadelphia kept the vet. Because it had such a character that felt like Philadelphia. And it's such wonderful... When I, I would get chills when I would see clips from those stadiums. And then I would hear it be disparaged. Man, those are all gone. Those tacky uniforms are all gone. Now we got this. And I realized that I would get a little offended, thinking like, hey, 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 not everything old is necessarily better. What about the stuff that I love? And I realized that that's what I was doing with my kids and Star Wars. They connected with Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith, which sounds to me as bananas... Is this too windy out here? Sounds to me as bananas as I would coming up to an old-timer saying, I love the designated hitter. I think free agency's been good for baseball. I like Veteran Stadium. I like how the game can be played on AstroTurf. I think one of the most beautiful uniforms I've ever seen in my life were the Expos uniforms from the 70s 
right up until the early 1990s with the beach ball hat and the ex- and the stripe down the, the, the racing stripe. Beautiful. Greatest uniform the Pirates ever had were the yellow tops and bottoms and the pillbox hat. Beautiful. The greatest uniforms the A's ever had. The greatest uniform the Houston Astros ever had. The greatest uniforms the Texas Rangers ever had were those pullover uniforms. Say that to a traditionalist. Oh, no, 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 no. Back in my day. And I realize that thing that I hate so much, the back in my day crap I was doing to my own kids. I was doing that to my sons about Star Wars. In my day, you had to wait three years to see Return of the Jedi. And they had models. It wasn't CGI. They had puppets. Look at how much better Jabba the Hutt looks like than General Grievous. And I still believe that. I think Attack of the Clones sucks. But that's my take. And and my sons have a different opinion. Because it's about how we connect to it. As I said, my sons are fine with Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi. And they were okay with... But they got... They were okay with Rogue One. And they they grudgingly liked parts of... uh, uh, What's it called? Force Awakens. Although my son Aiden had the greatest criticism of Force Awakens, which was... It's like all the hard work in Return of the Jedi was for nothing. And there's something to be said for that. But I realized he's right. They connect to that. I don't have to connect to that. I don't have to connect to Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, or Revenge of the Sith. And I'm not asking for old-timers to connect with the designated hitter, free agency, or cookie-cutter ballparks. But what I am saying is, my love for that era of baseball, that look of baseball, and that feel of baseball, is... My attachment is my emotion. Man, there's a plane flying overhead. It's windy. Why don't we just go to a lawnmower convention and record a podcast? So, I guess in a weird way I'm saying this. I'm guilty of stuff that I make fun of. And one of the things that I like to do on this podcast is sometimes admit when I'm wrong. Like, I don't know. Now, so to my boys, look it, I'll never get why you like those films. I I don't get what's compelling about those films, but I get that you find them compelling. Just like someone born from a different time might never understand why I like the designated hitter, but that I also like having it be different in both leagues. And I like having pullover uniforms and cookie-cutter parks because it reminds me of the game that I fell in love with. The Polo Grounds was already decaying as an apartment complex by the time I started following baseball. If you talk about baseball in Brooklyn, you might as well be talking about the Ottoman Empire for me. That's how distant it is from my existence. And as for my boys, 
Yeah, they like Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi. But the ones they connect with aren't those. It's the newer ones. But not the newest ones. You see, those are like Camden Yards, but more specifically, like Minute Maid Park in Houston. Where it's a kind of a BS nostalgia. And for my kids, they look at that and go like, okay, yeah, fine. But... Can we have more Jedis flipping around and maybe a few more CGI creatures walking about and, I don't know, some more metachlorians and Jar Jar Binks? I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I, I, you know, it doesn't make me a bad father that they like Jar Jar Binks. Actually, it makes me a great father because they can like them. They can like the prequels. They can like all the stuff. And I won't tell them what they like is invalid. I'll shake my head, but there you go. Now, if only I can get them to like baseball. So go to sullybaseball.com, like me on Facebook. Here's another plane. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. Are you on this plane? Are you listening to me on this plane? Flying overhead? That's a low-flying plane. Wow, that is a low-flying plane. Uh, I'm on Podbean and Stitcher and a bunch of other crap. Uh, you, you can be old school, send me email at info at sullybaseball.com. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Comparing Star Wars to baseball and talking nostalgia. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast on a cool night in Palo Alto on the third day of February 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.